Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our readings this morning are from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, verses 5 through 12, and from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. My sermon is titled, Origin Story. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are a few highlights. The last Sunday of each month, we have a Zoom social hour at 11 a.m., so we hope you will join us today for that. The nominating committee is seeking names of persons who may be willing to serve our congregations as members of our leadership council. Council leaders serve a two-year term. All these positions require persons of Christian maturity, warmth, and imagination. You're invited to email the names of those you would like the committee to consider to Michael Tenbrink by Monday, May 17th. The committee asks that you also include a brief comment on why you think your nominee should serve our beloved community at this time. And please also consider including yourself on the list. Saturday, May 8th, our sound engineer, Samantha Costick, is organizing a special concert featuring songs about faith and doubt. Be sure to mark your calendars and join us via Zoom at 7 p.m. that night. You will find a building and vaccine update from Michael Turner and Gail DeBellis in the written announcements, and I encourage you to take a moment to look at that. And now in preparation for worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still as you prepare to worship God. Street of the sun. 
Let us pray. Loving God, in you all our desires find a home. You invite us to abide in love, and when we do, we offer our praise. When we don't, we pray forgiveness. When we see our fellow siblings in need and refuse help because of fear, empower us to love beyond our fears, not only in word and speech, but in truth and action. And now in silence, we continue in prayer to you. This is the good news. Jesus Christ entered the world to reconcile us to God. To pull down the walls that divide us. To erase all that separates us. To forgive and accept us as we are. Friends, through the power of the resurrection, we are freed, loved, and accepted. Alleluia. Amen. A reading from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, beginning with the fifth verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, that in your truth we may find freedom, that in your will we may discover your peace through the power of your many names. Amen. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, it has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. 
Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 11th verse. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as my Creator knows me, and I know my Creator. And I lay my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason God loves me, because I lay my life down in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from God. Here ends the reading. We arrived scattered at Charles de Gaulle Airport. French words missing, looking for the meeting place. In a mostly empty underground train station, there was one, two, three who could be gathered. Unsure, we each claimed a pillar instead. Sliding down to the hard floor, we wondered and waited. At some point, restlessness turned to play, and that's how it began. That's how we started to become a community in a series of shared moments on our way to something new, over and over again. Outsiders and yet already part of a long history, we were brought together in the name of art to study in a small French town. We didn't know, I didn't know, what I was signing up for. Half the tuition was due along with the enrollment application. I guess I thought it was worth the adventure. I only knew I wanted to paint. When we arrived in Pontevin, we were dispersed again. Host families drove us up winding roads past well-manicured gardens, explaining household expectations and routines laundry and breakfast, and turning off the water between rinsing and applying shampoo. Anything experience taught them to make sure to tell us. The town knew us before we knew ourselves. College students from families sprinkled across the U.S. Some shy, others bold. Children of surgeons, and of actors, and of CEOs, and of ranchers. Chameleons who, depending on the environment, had learned what parts of themselves and of their heritage to show. Young adults with already layered histories, whose stories were carefully tucked away in canvas and tattoos, and art installations. In the studio and in long van rides, we mostly shared silence, 
like children in parallel play. When we emerged from our solitude, murky pools in need of fresh spring water, we found it by drinking in the musings of a neighbor. Being shown pages from one another's sketchbooks was like seeing for the first time. Hidden worlds opened. Silent laughter filled the page with the personalities of overlooked features. Books unfurled following a single telephone wire. Unexpected images, symbols now sacred, resurfaced from another time, drawing us to listen, wonder. What was once separate work, only our own, became part of a dialogue. Our hidden worlds a source of delight, inner turmoil accepted. Though outsiders to the town and to one another, we became voices in a shared story, voices that bind us as a community still, long after the school closed and we were dispersed a final time. Scholars say the two-part volume, known as Luke-Acts, was written as an historical account for the grandchildren of the apostles who wanted to understand how they became a community, not bound by blood, but by story. As the apostles travel, the people Luke remains focused on are the Israelites living in each town. For the debate between the Jesus deniers and the Jesus followers is happening within the Israelite community. They are all Judeans. They all understand themselves to be the people of God. The Israelite elites, opposed to Jesus and the apostles, believe they are honoring the holiness of God. And both are growing to see each other as outsiders, even if already part of a long-shared history. Leading up to each of our readings today, healings take place. In John, just before Jesus refers to himself as the gate and good shepherd, there is an extended story of the healing of a blind man and the bewilderment of those in authority. For the people of John, the healing understood to impact not only the life of one man, but of the entire community, was undeniable. It strengthened their already steadfast bonds to one another and reassured any who might otherwise have scattered that unlike other keepers of the gate, the long-awaited one would gather and feed and protect them without fail, was here. And in Acts, just before their arrest, Peter and John stop at the temple gate, the place where a lame man, known by the town since his birth, lay begging. Calling his attention, they heal him. 
And though they admonish the astounded people that there should be nothing surprising about it as they are standing in the authority of one who went before them in the authority of Jesus in the authority of the God of Jacob, the God of their ancestors, the crowds grow from 3,000 to 5,000 until the authorities get nervous. And yet still, they push on. Outsiders who grow to believe in their shared voices, emboldened by what is for them undeniable wonder. That's how it began. That's how a generation's grandchildren became a community. We are in a time at 7th Avenue of remembering how we became our community. Remembering the vision, the wonder, the shared history. As the mission study kicks off, we are called to take a long, loving look at who we were, who we are, and who we are drawn into being. As we make our way up winding roads past well-kept gardens, reviewing expectations and routines, may we also find in one another fresh spring water, hidden worlds a source of delight, and our voices binding ourselves once more as a community. May it be so. Amen. We believe in God who creates us to live in love with one another and all creation. We believe in Christ who shows us what love looks like and challenges us to follow its path. We believe in spirit who opens us to love and empowers us to walk in its ways. This, this we, we believe. believe. Amen. We are all just walking each other We are all
just walking each other pray. Dear God, our Good Shepherd, you walk with us through the whole of life, guiding us through rough places and sitting beside us in green pastures. We praise you for the beauty and bounty of this earth we call home, and for the life-giving spirit you have breathed into us. As we turn to you in prayer this day, we ask that you bring healing to all who seek to be healed and comfort to all who suffer. We pray for those we are close to and those we are having difficulty with. In the silence that follows, we lift up our concerns and burdens to you. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
As you go forth today, may the hidden worlds within you greet you and be a source of delight. of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. Amen.